It's time for Windows Weekly. Couldn't be a more timely show as uh, as the show began this morning. Big news out of Microsoft. The annual reorg has happened, and apparently Panos Panay has been whumped. Plus, <laughs> three new Microsoft controversies of the week. Mobile World Congress, Microsoft earnings, and yes, even some Xbox news. It's all coming up next on Windows Weekly. Windows Weekly comes to you from Twit's LastPass Studios. Securing every access point doesn't have to be a challenge. LastPass unifies access and authentication to make securing your employees simple and secure. Check out lastpass.com slash twit to learn more. Podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. This is Windows Weekly with Paul Therott and Mary Jo Foley. Episode 658, recorded Wednesday, February 5th, 2020. Ring the red bell. Windows Weekly is brought to you by Melissa. Bad data happens to good companies. That's why 10,000 businesses count on Melissa for clean, reliable address data and more. Get started today with 25,000 records clean for free. That's a $75 value at melissa.com slash twit. It's time for Windows Weekly, the show where we talk about uh, Windows every week. Actually, Microsoft. And there's a, a big, big story breaking even as we speak at this very moment. No, it's not the Iowa caucus results. <laughs> that's, that's no, but if we away. have to fill some time. <laughs> uh, Paul Therott, that's Paul Therott. You see that? The rye dapper man about Gloucester. Paul Therott, wow. man about the Mc lower McCungy. <laughs> not, not quite the same rank. <laughs> no. Do you wear a top hat and tails when you... Uh, when you wander? If it's after six, Leo, I'm not a barbarian. <laughs> Is there a L lower McCungie general store? <laughs> Probably no. I, lower McCungie's small enough. I don't think we warrant a, a general store. Oh, we have a probably a Wawa and a. Wawa. a <laughs> <laughs> you know that there was a big story this week about Wawa, and I guess they had a breach or something. Okay. And I'm I've never seen a Wawa. I didn't know what Wawa was. Yeah. And I thought I felt so, kind of silly saying, "Oh, yeah, there's a problem at Wawa." Mm -hmm. But that's but you what? What? You people yeah. know that Wawa. So so Wawa could have been worse. Could have been Piggly. It's Wiggly. a thing. Yeah. That's Mary Jo Foley. Oh my God, I know her. You've seen her on All About Microsoft and at Rattle and Hum. She, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she splits her time between the two. Allaboutmicrosoft.com is her ZDNet blog. Mary Jo had the uh, scoop. Big reorg. At uh, at uh, Microsoft this week, did it happen? Yeah. Is today the day? Is this like today's a, the day? They do it at the beginning of most years, right? Is that right? Yeah, usually January or February, you get these big reorgs. So it's not unexpected. No, not really. Well, Although you never know which part of Microsoft's going to get reorged in these things. Like, is it going to be yeah. Azure? Is it going to be Sales? But today, it was Experiences and Devices, which is the home of Windows and the home of Surface. Also, just real quick, the the tiny, yep. tiny slice of Microsoft that I care about the most. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, I okay. know. So um, uh, you filed this actually uh, at uh, 8 a.m. 8.15. Yep. Just it just happened at the time. Yep. Um, yep. I, saw, I saw it on TechMeme. 
Uh, mm-hmm. You were at the very tippity top of the tech mean <clears throat> heap today. Yeah. Which must Mary Jo, by the way, deserves some credit for the story, but I feel like I deserve some credit for my promo graphic. Oh, well, let me go. Oh, yeah, you do. Let me, let me go pull up therat.com. <laughs> did you use uh, paint to do that? or? Um... <laughs> no, I did not. You're always good with the graphics. They're always hilarious and timely. <laughs> Panos in, Joe B out, that one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, because that, that was a, a picture of something else in the background, and they made a, it look yeah. like Joe B. It's very subtle. It's very subtle. Very nice. Nicely, nicely blurred done. to look like the original. Wow. Very nicely you done. Even like you know, played mm-hmm. with the aspect ratio to give it a little bit of cantering. <laughs> That's very nice. Yep. Yep. That's a good. <laughs> but anyway, let's not focus on my amazing achievement here. Let's talk instead about. <laughs> well, wait a minute. I, now that I'm reading this, I'm a little scared. Uh, what What happened to Joe B? Okay, so there's lots of parts to this, right? So what's the biggest top line thing is Panos now is going to head up Windows and devices, not just devices. So his title stays the same, Chief Product Officer, but now he's running a group called Windows Plus Devices, and that's Windows Client, you know, the experience part of Windows, plus all the other stuff he already was running, so Surface, basically, Mm, in one combined unit. Before, those were two separate units. And Joe B., who has been running Windows experiences on the client, is going to move to Office and run Office experiences along with another person who I didn't know. Uh, do you know this person, Alice, Elise Holacek, Paul? Do you know who that is? I don't believe so. No, I didn't know him either. I'm bad but with together, names, but I, that doesn't sound. Yeah, funny. I looked him up on LinkedIn, and I'm like, I don't know that guy, but. Um, I think he. I think Alice Holacek is going to be engineering, and Joe is going to be product management, and they're going to run it as a team. And at the same time, Joe is keeping the thing called Epic Essentials, Pro- Essential Products Inclusive Community, which means nobody wanted that, huh? <laughs> mobile apps on Android and iOS. Oh you know, so he keeps Launcher and he keeps uh, your phone and keeps Microsoft News, I believe, yeah. as part of the. Okay. That makes some sense. Um, it does. It, does. it has more to do with the office part of Microsoft yeah, 365 does, right? than it does with Windows. Yep. Yeah. Agree. Uh, and then um, as part of this as well, uh, what else should we talk about? <laughs> There's so many parts to this. Um, I know. Well, let's hold on one second because okay. let's think about or maybe talk about a little bit. What do we think this means? Right? Because yeah. w- when you look at the period of time, it's been about, actually, it's been almost two years now, right, since Terry Morrison was kind of shown the door. Right. Although yeah. I guess that, that occurred over a six-month period or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, my big complaint about Windows has been that it's kind of rudderless, you know, that there isn't a mm-hmm. face of this part of the company. Yeah. Um, obviously, as part of Microsoft 365, there's some representation there, but there isn't like a, a person directly responsible just for Windows, you know. Right. There was a guy, you wrote about this, mm-hmm. Iran Megedio, I think his name is. I know I'm butchering mm-hmm. the pronunciation, but they appointed him in May of last year to kind of be the new face of Windows. But then he never really came out to the public and said, here I am. I'm the guy. Yeah. I'm running yeah. strategy yeah, yeah. for Windows, right? Right. Um, so he, yeah. he also heads up some education initiatives too. And I, I met him a couple times on education tours, but I never mm-hmm. had... 
like I, he never came to an event and said, I'm the guy representing Windows, right? Yeah, but that, but Panos Panay is a very high profile person. So exactly. him, a, a person of his caliber being directly responsible for Windows client yeah. to me is great. It's a great, great yeah. news. Um, yeah. it's, it, Windows is still not directly represented on the senior leadership team, which right. problem with, you know, we're, we'll talk about the revenue, uh, the yeah. uh, earnings later, but Microsoft just reported their latest quarterly earnings and we'll never know for sure because they don't provide the math we need, but I'm pretty damn sure Windows is their single biggest business. <laughs> and, uh, mm -hmm. that's kind of interesting. Um, yeah. that's not long term you know, though. That's not the, the future. Microsoft is not, Windows. I know, but how many years have we been saying that? You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, the cloud's the future. Windows is the past. Yeah. Cloud's the future. It's like, yeah, well, Windows is still making more money than the cloud guys. Um, yeah. So I, Here, you know what, we'll get, we'll get to that, but, yeah, I don't know if you saw what I added to my post later that I got a little snippet from Panos's email to everyone about his his oh, new I job. Know. I don't think so. Nope. Uh, but he did say, this is an amazing time and opportunity to bring more energy to Windows and our customers using Windows. So he's saying, go. like, we know we, we've been kind of yeah. all over the map. And Pay no attention to Sachin an Adela fellow. Windows still rules. Well, by the way, I, I actually, uh, if I could read a little bit into this, uh, um, they're never going to come out and say anything about this. But I mean, this to me is an implicit acknowledgement that they have ignored Windows too much and to the detriment of their customers and to their partners and to the company. Well, that's interesting. So, okay. So, good. so that's the tea leaves, which I was going to get to. Like, what does this all mm -hmm. mean? I think that's interesting. That's part of it. I mean, I, I that's part of it. I, it, yeah. it's, it's not a complete reversal. Like I said, there's no SLT representation no. here. Um, What's SLT? Change uh, senior leadership team. Sorry. Um, so it's like words, such uh, as inner circle, right? Of people he yeah. so, he takes advice from and meets with every week. Panos does not get a seat at the table. No, he does not. The big boy table. But Panos's boss Rajesh Jha is on the SLT, the senior le yeah. leadership team. So the the other thing, uh, you know, if you're looking for something negative to worry about um with the panel situation <laughs> and who, well, isn't? No, I mean, I, who, who would that <laughs> well, who would no, be looking words. for that paul who who looks for the the dark cloud and <laughs> no, every silver lining positive okay well actually i'm i'm sorry i i'm going in a direction that i don't think you're <laughs> I'm, I'm not going in that direction oh, what okay. i mean is i one of the complaints one might make about panos uh becoming in charge of windows is that he is the last vestige of the sanofsky regime um, oh, he came up good. under Sanofsky. Um, that was a very divisive period of time in Microsoft's history. It what did he was do? Because Sanofsky was the guy who brought us Windows 8. What did he do? What did Panay do in the Sanofsky era? Uh, he ran hardware, right? Well, he did soft Surface. Uh, Surface only oh, happened well, that's because not bad. Sanofsky that's... looked at it and said, this needs to happen. Yeah. And he pushed yeah. it through. So, he, he, that's, so he, uh, he, that's plausible deniability. I mean, he's not sitting there going, what we really need is a tablet-based operating system. He's not doing that. So, I, I th though he did come up in Microsoft under Sanofsky and literally owes his career at Microsoft to Sanofsky, um, I don't. He's he doesn't have the ability to ruin Windows like Sanofsky did. There's no indication that that's what he wants. In fact, um, thank you. Glad to know that. Well, no. Well, okay, but I mean, I, he literally is the only major executive of any stripe at Microsoft who was part of Sanofsky's regime. I mean, it's kind of there. interesting that he survived. And I, 
my belief is that the reason he is still there is because he is not like right. Sanofsky mm-hmm. and those right. people who all of whom are gone now, by the way. So, right. I mean, it's I, he's not that person. I don't think we need to worry about that. And um, yeah. I think the synthesis between the hardware and the software here, which is something he's always tried to push, is going to make Surface and Windows better. I, I think he is the right person hmm. um, for this job. So to me, the biggest risk in what they just did is the OEMs. Because, yes. <laughs> right, if right. you're HP or Dell or Lenovo and you've been competing with Surface, even yeah. though Microsoft says the reason we ran the, we created the Surface business was to expand product categories for everyone, not just us. Microsoft yeah. is doing about $4 billion worth of business on Surface. And they just took that business and they combined it with Windows, which is supposed to be, you know, kind of equitable to all OEMs, mm-hmm. Microsoft being an OEM, but also the partners. And you just mush those two things together and you're saying, hey, guess what? The Surface team and the Windows team, there's no wall between them oh, at all. Oh, boy, that's, yeah. Right? <laughs> so you're saying yeah. that the OEMs may not react well to this. I'll be curious uh, to see what I, they I, say. I will. But, I mean, I mean, $4 billion is an interesting figure that it's a big number. Um, How does that Microsoft compare to the other uh, OEMs? Well, that's the thing. They, Microsoft Surface does not register on any PC right. sales chart. They're not in the I mean, top they're 10. Not, they're no. not, well, they might be in the top 10, but they if they are, the we 10. don't, I yeah. mean, they're in a little tiny sliver at the bottom. I mean, yeah. This yeah. is a business that Apple just had a down quarter, uh, and the Mac, the Mac business is like four times the size of Surface, whatever the figure is. I mean, it's yeah. not even close. Like, right? I, 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 the other thing I will say, I mean, without this isn't speculation, but it's more of like a, um, a something I kind of always wish Microsoft would do, in keeping with the fear that Mary Jodas raised uh, for PC makers. Microsoft comes up with hardware components that it only puts in its own computers. You know, they have that little special chip that makes the screen and the Surface Pen work better together. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, whose name I now forget, but and they they're doing these custom chips with OEMs, uh, with um, our, uh, silicon makers like Intel, Qualcomm, yeah. and AMD. They should make those innovations available mm. to third-party PC makers, just like they make Windows available to those companies. You know, it seems and and no one has said anything like that's going to happen, but. It, no, I've but there's a little type of thing there's happen. a little hint in Panos's email today. Here's okay. here's another line from it. We believe mm-hmm. this, meaning the combination of the businesses, will make Windows client better for the entire PC ecosystem. Designing yeah. hardware and software together will enable us to do a better job on our long-term Windows bets like dual screen, silicon diversity, connectivity, app platform, and having okay. a single point of Windows client experience leadership driving consistent priorities will benefit all of us. Hmm. I'm sorry, so I, I fell asleep. What? Uh, <laughs> he's trying to say, like, <laughs> don't worry, OEMs, right? We, we, I know we're, we just did something that may make you worried, but our priority is to make the whole Windows ecosystem better and bring all these innovations we're doing inside um, to you. A rising kind of tide floats all boats. Lifts all the boats. Yeah. Exactly. I'm glad he didn't say a that. A new threat uh, is born <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, what you that's what he would say. I know. He would say that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. If I'm Lenovo yeah. or Dell or yeah. HP, of course, HP's got other things it's paying attention to right now, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> 
I yeah. uh, I'd be I would I don't know I'd be thinking yeah. I don't know I'd be I would thinking, be, worried. be worried I would be worried yeah, yeah I would I think I, mean, I think that the, one thing though you do have to remember is they've been kind of doing this without actually the benefit of a of an organizational structure to support them right we know yeah. that every week Pano sits down with the Windows team and he sits down with um, the Office 365 team and they all talk right. about, okay, when we make our next device, let's make this light up or let's make it this all, new feature. Yeah, they're all part happen. of Microsoft 365. They've been working together to make this stuff better from the beginning so, or for I know. some number of years. Right. So I think it's kind of like a formalization of a structure that already existed yeah. in a way. I don't think, right? I don't think this is going to change anything for PC. I'm curious. I, I I would like to hear what some of these people think, and I'm sure in the next weeks we'll be talking to them about this and hear from them. Yeah, about but you're gonna. This. I mean, it's gonna be what they say publicly, and then there's gonna be about what there they will. really think. I mean, I, I know there there was a lot of antagonism when Surface happened originally. That kind of yeah, subsided, but you talk to them privately, and it's not that they're still mad about it per se. But I I think I I mean I've heard more than once someone say the equivalent of, yeah, that's a cute little business they have. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they were afraid of it in the beginning, and then they've watched all the missteps, and they yeah. they saw the things that they would have been able to solve easily, and Microsoft really stumble, and they thought, yeah, we got nothing to worry about here. Yeah, you know, they just don't know what they're yeah. doing. Yeah, I agree on that. Yeah, um, you should be confident in your business. You should. And you should. the good news is the form factor on the surface, as good as it is for somebody mm -hmm. like Mary Jo. Um, <laughs> Isn't necessarily the you know the best form factor, and that's the beauty of the Windows ecosystem. Right, right, choice, right. Choice. right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So if I'm Lenovo, if I'm Dell, if I, I mean, I feel like they've done lately really good stuff. Uh, they have lately, they, by the way. I mean, they've honestly been doing good stuff for a long time. Yeah. You know, Dell HP. innovated on that low bezel thing with the first XPS yeah, thirteen. It's beautiful. Uh, mm -hmm. HP has really innovated in convertible PCs. And those three companies, Lenovo, uh, HP, and Dell, represent probably two-thirds to three-quarters or more of all PCs sold anyway. I mean, I, they're – I don't think – this is just not a – it's not like – some. There, there's not some new PC maker coming that's going to take over the market. I don't – you yeah. know, it's just not – the market's kind of where it is. Right. Yeah. So here's the backstory on this story, which I think is also food for thought. This so is, there, well, been, if you, by the way, sorry, real quick though, if you're looking for something yeah. negative to worry about, part of what you're about to say is it. Okay. All right. So right after Microsoft had the Surface Duo and Neo launch in October, I started mm. getting a couple weird tips from people who said, Panos Panay is going to leave Microsoft. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, right. I'm like, he just launched these new products like he's all in, I think. And I kept getting these random tips. Um, so I started trying to trying to check. And this is one of those stories as a journalist. You have to check this so carefully because you will tip your hand in a second. Oh, Mary right. Jo, if nobody, I start calling. Nobody does what you do. You're so credible. As no, if I start calling around to people and being like, hey, did you oh, hear Panos Panay might leave? <laughs> you know, right. like setting off every alarm and like, mm -hmm. plus letting Microsoft know that I'm on the story. Right. But right. I kept kind of kept an ear to the ground, asked very discreetly and I couldn't get, I always still try to do my three source rule. Three independent sources have to confirm something without knowing the others have said it. And I could, I couldn't get three, 
But I di- here's how sure I was that this was going to happen. I wrote the story. I just found it in my in my uh, OneDrive today, and its title <laughs> so what is was that "Story." <laughs> Microsoft Chief Pro- uh, Product Officer Pedro Panay is out. That was the headline. And where was he going? One of my contacts said he he interviewed at Apple. Oh wow. Uh, he kind and of I got is an Apple kind of guy. Yeah. yeah I got it confirmed by a second source that he did. So here's here's the thing when you hear that. Like immediately somebody said to me, Oh my God, he's gonna take Johnny Ive's job. And I was like, what? um, huh. Oh. <laughs> like I didn't think that, but okay. I don't know. No, 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 no. He's not that. He's but, not a designer. No. But here's the thing. As anybody who's been in the business world knows, when you want to get a raise or a new job, what do you do? You go out and get a competitive bid, right? (laughs) That's how you get ahead in business. And I'm not saying Panos went out and interviewed at Apple and came back to Microsoft and said, hey, guess what, guys? If you don't give me a job, I'm going to Apple. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying I think he was was looking around and investigating his options. We got to step through this for a second because – he w- no, he would not be taking over Johnny Ives' job. That's more no. of a like, Rolf or Stevie maybe. That's not the I type agree. of person he is. No, but that's I, what people people this. jump to that conclusion, right? They're like, oh, Johnny well, Ives left. It. Yeah, they no, But, they where, but where would he go? I mean, I think yeah. he, wouldn't he be someone who maybe could take over the Mac hardware business? I don't know. You know? And, you know, we'll never know because – I'm sure Panos isn't going to be sharing anything on that. <laughs> no, no, of course not. But but right. but it's important to think about where. But where would yeah. you go? Yeah, I, I, know. I think it I would know. have to be the Mac. It'd have to be the Mac, and and the Mac right now is in yeah. a place just like Windows Vista was in, where the solving this problem is really obvious, really obvious, mm. and you could start with a keyboard, <laughs> you know. Mm. But I mean. Yeah. Um, uh, and maybe go to multi-touch, by the way, and not to beat that old drum, but if just for developers yeah. who want to create mm-hmm. apps on a Mac, mm-hmm. it, it's impossible to overstate how important it is to have touch on that device. Yeah. Um, but what? Okay, but. <laughs> but I know. And so sense. I'm but, also but, not, I'm still not saying this happened. I'm, I'm not, yeah. I still don't feel confident enough that it did, because if I did, I would have posted that story in the fall, right? But I, d- yeah, I but you do have it. two sources who told you the same thing. Yeah. Uh, for most people, that would would be enough. <laughs> just, just. This is just such a big story that you don't want to be wrong, or you, and again, you don't want to. But he stayed at Microsoft. So He's I'm trying Microsoft. to understand how getting Windows plus what he was already doing is in any way advantageous to him as a as, as a person or for his career. Like, what was the? I I I don't understand. Well, it gives Why you a lot more direct this? reports and people working for you, right? <laughs> and that's desirable? <laughs> I, mean, it's, I don't know. This is, is why it? we work alone, Paul. This is why we're lone wolves. We, for everybody us, doesn't that would hate everybody be. like I do. This is not a <laughs> universal trait. You can, no, some people, people so want line. more. Like, okay, if you're Panos Panay in the org and your title is chief product officer, what's your next step up if you're ambitious and you want to go uh, go forward? At Microsoft, like, what's your job? Well, right? it's not just chief chief product officer. I mean, it's it's very specific. He's chief product officer of a part of the a very small part of the company that does hardware, like yeah. end user hardware. This is a right. a very it's almost an like a boutique esoteric deal. business. No, but now what he's going to do is much bigger, right? It's Windows and devices. 
No, they yeah. rewarded him as he was about to go out the door. Maybe. I don't know that for a fact. Again, it's an interesting I, I'm just theory. saying. No, yeah. Think yeah. about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, but. I'm just throwing it out there as, as a. Now let's, who knows? let's step back and think about people like me who are yeah. excited that he is taking over Windows, like yeah. that it's, he is. It's, all, it's a plus, too. It is, but is it a plus that he went to Apple? Does that not concern anybody? We didn't, no, it doesn't I mean, because you know what? I've been you be on Surface Hardware if you were going to go to Apple. No, dude, have you ever not gone out and like got a competitive bid and like yeah. held it up over your employer? Yeah. I guess I'm more ruthless than you. It's maybe I've done no, that. No, 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 hold on. Uh, you hold know, on. No, I could go no, to no. Apple. I've been guys, talking to him. Guys, can we just seriously? If he went to <laughs> HP or Dell or Lenovo to take over their hardware business. That would be a competitive bid. Going to mm -hmm. Apple is a completely different thing. This is a, th this is, th th I mean, this should make people question his entire, you know, thing towards Surface. I mean, that's, it's not no. another PC. No? I know, but people are ruthless. People will, I, I like, I could see I, okay. somebody, I'm not going to say <laughs> Scott Google. I'm not going to say Scott Goo is ruthless. If Scott Goo wanted to get a raise at Microsoft, all he has to do is go call Amazon and he's got a raise. Right? Yeah. You know what right. I mean? I like, mean, I, I don't, you don't know how serious somebody is when they do that. But I think people do that. <laughs> I, I just you're, don't even know how to. I, at, at some point, at some salary level, at some level of responsibility, I don't understand the need or desire for more. I, I just don't. I, I don't get it. I, I. I mean, I. What I do get is that at a place like Microsoft, someone like him who's concerned about hardware might feel a right. little restrained. You know. Yeah. Totally. And that maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Where a guy like that might want to go is another company that maybe only does hardware or hardware is the big mm -hmm. thing or, you know, hardware is not right. some tiny little slice of a bigger pie. Um, and to me, uh, but, but Apple is like, now you're going like, in other words, it, not that the Mac is a niche business, but it's one of, it's, it's like windows is at Microsoft kind of on the way out compared to some of the newer stuff. It's less of an emphasis, hasn't been doing very well lately. Why would you want to yeah. do that? I mean, it seems like my, going to Apple is like, if you had said he had went to HP or Lenovo or Dell, I would have said, yeah, okay, that makes total sense. The The Apple thing is a little concerning. I just, no? I feel like people, people okay. put a lot of career <laughs> feelers out there all yeah. the time and they don't always ne necessarily intend to follow up on them too. Like, you know, like you could go. Who does this? I, go, I, don't, I need to put out feelers. What, what yeah, is, you do. You got to teach me how to do this. What All are you right, talking man. about? We're going to have a little workshop after Windows <laughs> Weekly is over. <laughs> Career right. 101. Career 101. <laughs> <laughs> no, and so here's here's another piece that kind of made sense to me. There were all these things that I was going through in my mind, like would he do it? And one of the things is we know he loves California, right? He loves the <laughs> film industry. He's always hanging out with stars, bringing stars to the surface events, and they're in the audience, right? So I'm like, maybe he really wants to move to California. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, yep. Yeah. How do you feel I'm about the Golden State Warriors, Panos? Could you could you root for that team? <laughs> could you could you buy courtside seats and just kind of be there every home game? Is that something you see yourself doing? Then uh, Apple might be the place for you. 
I don't know. I guess I, I guess I just feel like, and maybe this is showing my own personality here, but I feel like people, they can definitely believe in things and products and companies and cultures, but in the end, they believe in getting more money and like getting ahead and having we're, a more we're higher breaking title. my heart. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. No, you're probably so. you're. Of course, you're right. I mean, but I, I oh man, the Apple thing is a little concerning. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, and we don't even know if he really did it and if he really yep. would take the job. We don't know either. Of those this is things, like right? uh, one day my wife woke up and she said, "I had a dream that you and I were fighting, and I'm still mad at you." Right. <laughs> it's like literally that logic. Like That's for some reason, story of my I life. don't, I don't know that he did this, and I'm still concerned about it. Yeah. You know. Well, next time you get an interview with him, ask him and see what he says. He's not. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> I I will, and then after I get open hand slapped in the face, you know, well, I guess we'll move on from there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That's that was kind of the impetus for me sticking with this story and and keeping an eye on Panos <laughs> because I was like something's going on with yep. Panos I don't know what and I'm just going to keep my ear to the ground and see because something <sighs> something is churning there right I wonder if I feel like they'll have to address this publicly in some way some kind of a blog post one of those uh, promotional pieces that they do um, what that he, something that I'm, he, I'm, I'm curious how going they, to Apple. No, they'll never say that. No? <laughs> no. Or, uh, well, I mean, at a build or whatever. No. I mean, no? You don't think so? Tech ready. Microsoft week, being right? transparent? Think, are they going to talk about it internally? <laughs> they they yeah. may just say Mary Jo's full of it and she had no idea and her sources were wrong. Mm. I could see them saying that more than being, tr being yeah. upfront yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Uh, oh, sources, here's though. the other, here's the other <laughs> little scuttlebutt that's interesting. The Joe B part is also interesting in this story, so, right? Yeah. So, so if you remember, Joe B, yeah. So first he's going to go to sea. Uh, remember when he did semester at sea <laughs> with his kids? I joined the navy <laughs> to see the sea, and what did oh I see? God. I saw the sea. I saw the Atlantic and the Pacific, but the Pacific <laughs> wasn't terrific. But the Atlantic wasn't what it was cracked up to be. Hey, don't worry, yeah. buddy. Take the summer off. Business Where, will be fine. You come back and you he, can do whatever you want. Which sea is he in. going to see? Uh, well, last yeah. time when he and his kids and his wife went to semester at sea, I think they went to Africa and they went to Asia. They went all over. It's this boat that you go on and you have these educational experiences. Oh, he's going to do the same thing again. Yeah, he's going to do it again. So in mid-March, he's leaving for another semester at sea. So he'll be back in the fall. Can I go too, Joe? Back, I want to do that. I know. Yeah, I'm like, nice. how does he get this deal? I want well, this deal. Well, so I'm talking about at a certain salary level. It's like, you do whatever you want. You do whatever like, you why want. would you need more? You yeah. you already can do everything. Lisa you know? just told me, I didn't know this, but the state of California has now made it so that if you're a, a salaried employee, you can just leave anytime you want. Come back whenever yeah. you want. There's yeah. no... Nice. I shouldn't say this out loud. I hope our staff doesn't hear me. <laughs> There's no, it's like, just, I'm going to take a, the next six months off. I'll be back. Sure. Yeah. I'll just pick up where I left off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that must be nice. I'm on a, I what I call a treadmill and that treadmill has a laptop on it. Yeah. You thought if it was I don't a good typing, idea to be a blogger. <laughs> yeah. I'm dead. Yep. Yeah. It's like a shark. You got to keep moving. Yeah, keep moving. <laughs> 
Yeah, so that's kind of interesting, too, that Joe B. will be gone for... He won't be at Build, obviously. He'll be on a boat. And oh, that's good. Oh, crap. Karsten just uh, is taking off. No, Karsten you can't go, you can't right go to sea. You, you, oh, man. <laughs> I should see. never have said anything. You should have never said that. <laughs> Bye, no. Karsten. Have fun. Say hello to the dolphins. <laughs> All no, you I'm know, legally obligated to tell you is that your job will be here when you come back. Mm-hmm. Now, have you guys heard this thing that a lot of companies now are giving their employees um, unlimited time off. Have you heard about this? Yeah, we tried that. Didn't work so good. <laughs> no, my, my stepdaughter said her employer gives her unlimited time yeah. off. I'm like, what What do you mean? Yeah. Zappos, she's like, I think it was Tony Shea at Zappos who started this. He wrote and, about and it in said, his book. They know, you, they know you won't take unlimited time off if you intend to have this job because when you come back, your life will be just pure I don't horror. think that's... The theory is you're all grown-ups... You take whatever really? you need. Well, but there's peer pressure too, because remember, when you take off, your coworkers have to fill in. You know. Yeah. So, right. according yeah, to those according guys, to Zappos, right? it Everybody? works great. We tried it, and we had people just disappear. <laughs> it, didn't, <laughs> it didn't work. That so would be good. me. I'd be like, "Can yeah. I be gone for like two months? Cool." <laughs> I tried to, but see, I can't. Yeah. But uh, yeah. believe me, if I were an employee in a company that said, "Take as much time as you want," I would. So yeah. we actually went back to the we went back to the old the old ways are the best ways. <laughs> he puts Bob Cratchit <laughs> get in here. I'm gonna, make, I'm gonna make a t-shirt which will be followed up by a book, and it's gonna be called "Everything I Needed to Know I Learned from Mary Jo Foley." And <laughs> chapter one is gonna be if you don't invoice them, you're not gonna get paid. And then chapter darn. two is gonna be. <laughs> You can believe in anything you want to believe, but really it's about the money. <laughs> Come on. It's That's, always about the money, isn't it? I tell, I tell Paul this all the time and he doesn't believe me. I'm like, I view my job as I'm a mercenary and I really do. Like, I'm like, no, it's, hey, you don't pay me to do smart. this? Sure. <laughs> up to a point, up to a point. And then there's some things I, uh, people ask you to do and you're like, nah, I'm not, not worth the money. A guy, guy from Microsoft many years ago said to me, he goes, tell me the truth. He said, if you didn't get paid doing this, you would just keep doing this. You would you would do this every single day. And I was like, yeah, that's true. And then unfortunately, um, my uh, current boss heard me say that. And now that is, <laughs> is the theory that I just, now I just do everything for free. Right. He loves us so much. He We don't have to pay him. Yeah. yeah it's Paul, great. Paul, that's Paul. a great career. It was a good career move on my tutorial. part. Next time I see you. <laughs> <laughs> Bring a yardstick. I will. I need to <laughs> get whacked. <laughs> yeah. Should I tell you about some of the other changes that mm. weren't Panos and Joe? Because there were a few other things that are now, worth talking about. Uh, did yeah. he really um, go to OXO? Yeah, OXO. Office experiences. Oh, I thought, okay, so I read your headline. I thought no, you meant no. the one, the Good Grips company, where they make no. the can openers that no. really are easy like to use for people of my age. Like, no, there's a company called OXO. OXO, there is. And yeah. I use their can openers and their bot jar Wasn't openers. Wasn't that the, um, the educational laptop from Intel? What was that called? Oh. Wasn't that a name like that? I don't know. It was, right? Like OXO or something? No, or you're o- thinking of the one laptop per child, OLPC? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Hmm. Anyway, this is the OXO is the C thing. 
Okay. No, OXO is Office Experiences. So that's when he comes back from the sea. Oh, so he's not gone from Microsoft. Is he Epic or is he okay. OXO? I can't keep track of this, this anymore. Epic and OXO, this but is, not gone from Microsoft. This is why <laughs> this country's in a mess because nobody reads the story. They just read the headline. I know. And in my yeah. case, I thought, well, that's odd. He's leaving yeah. Microsoft to go to work for a company that makes... Uh, mm -hmm. Ergonomic uh, off uh, uh, kitchen well, appliances. He is a man of a certain age now, Leo. I mean, this is what happens to all of us. <laughs> I no. would go to work for Oxo. I love Oxo. I, I like their stuff too, but I, stuff. no, Joe's staying at Microsoft. <laughs> okay, okay. So he's going to see for a few months, then yeah. he's coming back and he's going to work on office experiences. Exactly. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so you got to yeah. read the article, kids. You can't just reshare the headline. Yeah. I should have tweeted it. I can't believe Joe Fe Belfiore yep. is going to the Good Grips company. Good to bring that 3D paint magic over to the <laughs> the old folks. That's a, home. That's a, here's another. That's an Emily Latella moment. Never mind. <laughs> What's all this about Joe Belfiore going to the Good Grips company? <laughs> I uh, heard so on know, Windows Weekly. <laughs> you guys, Wait, so when he went on when he went on semester at sea the first time, remember, everybody was saying Joe and Terry are fighting. Remember that? And and then Joe just left to and right. went on the semester at sea. And then when he came back, right after that, Terry was gone. Do they does Microsoft yeah. do sabbatical? Yeah, yes. they do. They do. Okay. And sometimes they yeah. even come back. Joe came back. I was wondering if he'd come back the first time. I was told was he, was, he, he was oh. not coming back. I, I yeah. had heard some things about that. I, I was shocked when he came back. How Me much, too. I was stunned. So, I mean, how much sabbatical do you get? You Normally, it's like seven years, and then you get six months or something. I mean, you have Yeah, to, you get a couple of weeks or it. months. Or, yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. not sure what the time frame is. Seems like he yeah. just went to sea. He did, last year. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he had a little too much sun. <laughs> I really want that job. I think that's where he gets his hair done. He does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I think it's he. So he also plays into the whole education strategy at Microsoft. So I'm sure he can also make the case that hey, we're at semester at sea. We're looking into all these advanced educational curricula. Blah 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 blah. Right. And uh, sure. Uh, I'm on assignment. <laughs> exactly. I'll yeah. be studying how porpoises use Windows. <laughs> yes. It turns out they've also moved to mobile. Um. <laughs> they have their own Your Phone app, I heard. I don't know. Yeah. Like, cool. A rambling geek on Twitter has asked me if I meant the OQO, which was, of course, that handheld compete, little computer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah, that. Yeah. Maybe, that, that, maybe that is it. Yeah. Maybe that's what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't from Intel, but it was a was a little Windows thing. Yeah. Okay. So a couple more things. Yes. In there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Brian McDonald is leaving Microsoft. My, Brian McDonald is this guy who's kind of famous behind the scenes at Microsoft. He's the guy, he's been leading teams at Microsoft for probably like the past couple of years. He's the man in charge of teams, mm -hmm. I believe from the engineering and management side. And he's being replaced by Jeff Teeper, who already does SharePoint and OneDrive. So Teeper is going to add Teams to his charter of stuff. But Brian McDonald, I forget the name of the thing, and I should remember because I wrote about this years ago, when they were doing – when it was the time of Hailstorm and, and um, they almost did these apps that were meant to compete with the Office. Do you remember this, Paul? Yep. Uh, NetDocs net or – 
NetDocs. Net Brian McDonald Net was NetDocs at Microsoft. Okay. So for him leaving, this is like kind of a big yeah. um, departure. Yeah, .NET and My Services, say, right, was Hailstorm. Yeah, that's right. So he he's leaving, and they made a point of saying retiring from the industry, I think, just so people wouldn't think Jeez. like, oh, is he going to Slack, right? <laughs> he's, he's been retired, folks. He's not uh, he's retiring from the industry. Not completely. interested in your cute little startup. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, some of the other moves, they were they were more kind of consolidating power under Rajesh Jha, who is the experience and devices guy. You know, moving people around under his team. He has he now has Kirk Connersbauer as his COO. You know Kirk Connersbauer, right? Yep, yeah, he's great. Yeah, so um, yeah, Teeper's awesome too. Yep, so yeah, it's like they're really getting the house in order over under Rajesh Jha on experiences and devices. I would love to interview Rajesh one day, but he doesn't speak so far, uh, publicly, let alone to press. <laughs> so, <laughs> good luck. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was that was an eventful little morning. And then there was one other big shakeup at Microsoft this morning. Jeff Weiner is out as the CEO of LinkedIn. Well, is out the right word? I know he's so was he's he fired. He's, uh, no, he's just no. He's no. retiring. He's, He's been moving there 11 out. years. I know. His yeah. title is executive chairman now. So he's out as CEO, right? Yeah. Um, and the new CEO is a guy named, let me find his name here because I, I didn't even know him. Ryan Roslansky, um, who becomes the new CEO effective June 1st. And Ryan Roslansky is another guy who's been at LinkedIn forever. Um, he's been head of the global product strategy for LinkedIn for like like years, and he's been at LinkedIn for 11 years. So he's somebody who's a longtime LinkedIn exec. And people have been asking me, so, okay, if Jeff is out and Ryan is in, does this mean any change in how Microsoft's dealing with LinkedIn as a business unit? I do not believe there will be any change. I don't think no, they'll get more hands No, this is a LinkedIn on. guy, right? This is not a Microsoft it's a LinkedIn guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's business as usual with Microsoft and LinkedIn. They should be very um, happy with LinkedIn, right? Um. Are the results you know, good? Are they reporting the results from LinkedIn? Or? Yeah. LinkedIn's yeah. business is getting stronger, yeah. which is what Microsoft wanted. There's like more users and more sessions and more money for sure. But when yeah, Microsoft... But how is the price they, were, they paid ever mapped to the users they have? And, I know. $26 you know. Billion, Still the biggest acquisition <sighs> in Microsoft's history. That's a lot. And, and it's almost two Nokias. Yeah, very, but very few product integrations. Like when they first announced they were going to buy them, they had all these big plans for integrating Office and the Office Graph with the LinkedIn Graph. None of that has happened so far. Or if it so, has, yeah. it just hasn't. Yeah, LinkedIn rocked the boat in any way. has gone up. Yeah. Revenue went up twenty four percent year over year last year. So that's mm, okay. No, Microsoft says they're happy with them. Yeah, that's the official word. But, they're happy. But, but it, if, when you're when your revenue is two billion dollars and you. Your parent company paid 12 times that for you. That's tough. Right. Yeah. Yep. I think yeah. I, you know, and I should mention that they have been a sponsor in the past. I think they're going to be a sponsor again in the future. Mm -hmm. um, but I think they're like the only good social network, right? Yeah. yeah I, don't know. I, mean, I mean, isn't that pretty much yeah. it? <laughs> Who else yeah. is there? No, it's yeah. uh, LinkedIn is well regarded for sure. Yeah. I, I the, the question is simply, why did they pay so much for it? Well, obviously, uh, Synergy. No, I think <laughs> I, I don't think so. I, I think they did it to keep it out of the hands of a mm. Google or maybe some other competitor. I, I, 
Salesforce is going to buy them. Remember, they can yeah. they can okay. they can hold on. They don't need to roll in the dough from LinkedIn. It, there's an well, ad business, right? There's LinkedIn has a pretty healthy ad business. <laughs> sure, I think that's its revenue model. But they have they have LinkedIn Learning. They have an, they have right. jobs. This is uh, LinkedIn is going to be like their, you know, college loans. They're never going to pay this thing off. Like I, I don't. <laughs> the difference is they're gain. Microsoft's gainfully employed now. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, look at GitHub. I mean, how do you make money on GitHub? I mean, if anything, LinkedIn volume. is volume. Yeah. LinkedIn yeah. is a, LinkedIn is it's yeah. it's like GitHub. It's a prestige property. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And and, uh, and they kept it out of the hands of some yeah. competitor because they wanted they use GitHub and didn't want that to be screwed up. Um, but again, you know, they didn't pay twenty. What do you say, twenty six billion or whatever the figure was yeah. for LinkedIn? Twenty six billion. Wow. Um, wow. They paid. I, they paid a huge like premium. Twelve, right? Twelve was GitHub, I think, or around twelve. Was that's, it really that? That's much? a lot too. I, I mean, I don't that's think that's a lot. Actually, yeah. that's what's that's GitHub's think, revenue model. I don't know. I mean, they charge, I guess. But, no, GitHub was seven point five billion. Okay. Twenty six for LinkedIn. Hey. Yep. How much did it, Facebook pay for WhatsApp? I, I mean, know. <laughs> come right. on, this is just that's what it is. That's the price yeah. of entry yep. these days. It is. Uh, I think it, I think it's a good buy. I think it's a good thing on your portfolio it's just steady mm -hmm. and it fits very well with what microsoft's business is i think doesn't it linkedin yeah um and you know on all the powerpoints i saw leading up to it i thought it fit in really well and now that they haven't done any of those things i'm like yeah i wonder what happened to those plans you know yeah. <laughs> according to um nicholas thompson writing in wired the new CEO is a is like Jeff Weiner's closest colleague. Oh, really? Right. Nice. Yeah. So it's uh, an anointed successor. You know, it's yeah. let's that's businesses. It's let's keep the thing going. Yeah. Same as okay. before. Yeah. So it's been a busy reorg day. Yeah, and we already thought we had some controversy to discuss, but well, we're going to talk about that in just a second. I think yep. you're talking about the Surface Hub Two X. It's roiling the Twitters. <laughs> yep. Roiling. <laughs> roiling. The Twitters are roiling. I'm going to use seafaring terms from now on. I like it. Just to, just to get under Joe Belfiore's. Just for Joe B. Yeah. Beetle hairdo. Our show today brought to you by Melissa. I love Melissa. You're probably wondering, who are you talking about? No, no, it's a company. That's not your wife. <laughs> Melissa, I thought you loved Lisa. I do. Melissa is a address verification service. And that sounds like, you know, pretty bread and butter. But, man, it's important if you think about it. 10,000 businesses rely on Melissa for clean, up-to-date, accurate, very important address data. Every address... Melissa has them all from Adelaide to Zipaquita and everywhere in between. That's in Colombia, in case you're wondering where Shakira is from. There is nothing good about bad data. It hurts you. It costs you money, hurts your sales, decreases customer satisfaction, can even hurt your reputation. I had a company sending me four or five, Restoration Hardware, sending me four or five. You know, they're very thick catalogs. The same catalog to the same address, the same name. For like two years, I finally had to call them and say, stop it, knock it off. They should have been using Melissa. Bad addresses, 
bouncing emails, duplicate records. That's not good. Lots of companies use Melissa. Delta Fawcett was able to improve their call center. Yeah, because they have an API. You could actually have it part of the call center. Um, so that your 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 they had global address auto completion. So your call, your CSRs can say, oh yeah, they, I got your address. Melissa was able to reduce fraudulent e-commerce transactions for Z1 Motorsports by ninety percent. One two three Main Street. I don't think so, buddy. <laughs> Any town USA. I don't think so, buddy. Car to go uses Melissa. We use Melissa. Melissa provides a full spectrum of data quality protection for your customer data. You can verify postal addresses, you, but more than that, mobile numbers, email addresses. You can update the addresses of customers who have moved, obviously eliminating duplicate records. Restoration hardware. Good idea. Gain additional customer insight into your data with Melissa's analytics. Easily build address verification and customer data validation into uh, your own app. Using Melissa's APIs, they have CRM cloud connectors, so it'll work with your Salesforce, with your CRM. They have e-commerce plugins. It'll work on your shopping cart. Or, you know what we did? We just uploaded a custom, you know, the, 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 the mailing list for a quick cleanse. Melissa, by the way, and this is important, I know, to you, is very serious about keeping your data secure. They go undergo continuous independent security audits. They have, a, this, they have a serious commitment to data security, privacy, and, by the way, compliance, because there are restrictions. They're SOC2 compliant, they're HIPAA compliant, they're GDPR compliant. Mailers spend about $20 billion a year in undeliverable mail. How much do you think it costs Restoration Hardware to send me three or four extra of those big, expensive catalogs? And it costs them more because then I cancel. I said, don't send me anything, right? You don't want to lose your customers. You don't want to waste money. Make every address count. Bad data happens to good companies. Not to you, though. 10,000 organizations worldwide trust Melissa to get their customer data clean and accurate. You need to, to get started today. They're going to give you 25,000 records clean free. A $75 value if you go to melissa.com slash twit. M, just like the girl's name, M-E-L-I-S-S-A. Melissa.com slash twit. You can also call them 1-800-MELISSA and find out more. Success starts with clean data. Don't waste money. Don't lose customers. Go to melissa.com slash twit. And we thank them so much for supporting our podcast, we thank you for supporting our podcast by using that special address, melissa.com slash twit. Now back to the big controversy. Surface <laughs> Hub X2, 2X. Is that, a, is, that a, is that a double size, double wide Surface Hub? What is that? No. Oh, I got my hopes up. Uh, yeah. 2X, so Surface Hub 2, when Microsoft originally talked about it, was one thing, right? It was going to be Surface Hub 2. There was no other letter associated with it. Then right. a year ago or so, they said, we're going to stagger the delivery of Surface Hub. So there's going to be a Surface Hub 2S, which is kind of like the entry-level Surface Hub for the second generation, and then mm -hmm. 2X, which is the one that had every all the big features that people were excited about, like um, Tile, Tile, you know, the ability to tile them next to each other, rotate them so that they're not just in landscape or portrait mode. You could switch back and forth. And it was going to be updatable for 2S users with this thing they called the cartridge. So now all these plans have pretty much fallen apart, it sounds like. <laughs> um, yeah. Right? I mean, 2X 
may or may not ever arrive as a separate product, it turns out. Um, the plan to charge users who had the 2S to get this new cartridge so they could get all these features seems to be on hold, either permanent hold or, or at least long-term hold. And we don't think we're going to see a 2X announcement in 2020 at all based on information. Brad was the first one to report this on Petri. And then um, the walking cat found some clips from various Microsoft webinars that they had. And that confirmed all the same thing, which was basically like, yeah, everything's on hold and nothing we, we promised people in, in the two X timeframe is going to happen. To be clear, um, two years ago, I think it was when they announced the initially announced surface hub two, yeah. Uh, it was going to be one form factor, one size, ro right. rotating and tiling. Yeah. Um, and two years later, that thing that they announced is not, it's not happening. I know. That's no. that's what's not happening. <laughs> the, the, right. The thing they originally announced. And when they kind of backtracked yeah. a year later and said, well, we're going to do 2S and then 2X and, you know, 2S will happen in the next several months and 2X will happen next year. Yeah. Um, they basically just went back to the system as it was before. And now what they've announced is they're yeah. going to have an, a bigger screen version as well. It's literally yeah. duplicating what they did with the first gen. Yeah. 84 inch screen that will come this year. And then also the um, surface hub monitor um, that they talked about a year or so ago, that's also going to happen this year too. It sounds like. So those two things are going to happen. Um, right. But the rest of it just seems completely up in the air. Like the on the webinar where they were presenting for partners, it, the guy, you could see the guy's like, yeah, that may or may not happen. We don't really know. Maybe next year. We don't know. Like we don't have a time frame. And I was like, That's wow. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the whole thing is like out the window pretty much. Know. Yeah, it was. He, the guy was pretty forthright. He's like, yeah, we don't know. Um, wow. That's been a weird, there's a weird him, acquisition, that Pixel Perfect acquisition. Maybe. I know. Yeah. That was. Yeah. I mean, it's if you ever see the Surface Hub, it's a pretty cool device. I want it. Paul and I have gotten to play yeah, with them. It is, yeah. It's very yeah. cool. I know. They're very nice. Uh, the, it and was they, such a leap, though, from the first-gen device to what I they know. were promising for the second. It just seemed yeah. like you yeah. know, alien technology or something. And, um, you know, I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm sure they'll get there eventually, I guess. I don't, maybe it'll be yeah. Surface Hub 3 at this point. I, yeah. I don't know. It's too bad. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so... That raises an interesting question, which is should companies, and Microsoft's really seems to be the worst one, worst offender here, be showing, talking about these products so far ahead of their release, the Neo and the Duo, yeah. uh, more yeah, than yeah. a year. Well, so that's interesting you say that because the Panos Panay came out and said he really didn't want to pre-announce the Surface and Duo when he, uh, Surface Neo and Duo when he did, and he was pressured from higher-ups at the company basically oh, to do so. Huh. But but that might have been a little self-serving because he must have known when he, he said that, that yeah. Surface Hub was happening. Yeah. And now we're now we're only finding out ourselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's there's obviously danger in that, and um, right. You know, we'll but see. You I mean, have this, to, you have to let people plan, right? Especially with yeah. something like the Surface Hub that costs like nine thousand dollars. Like you have to give people time to yeah. say, okay, I got to pitch my boss on this and. I have to tell them what it is and why it's worth it. So that's why I think yeah. they disclose some of this stuff early, right? For planning purposes. I actually, honestly, in both cases, I, well, I don't 
personally have a problem with it. And I, when yeah. you look at Duo and Neo and you see how they're unveiling the SDK and the emulators and kind of what the time frame, yeah. you have to have, you have to give developers time uh, to make that yeah. stuff happen. My, my understanding of the, the failure with the Surface Hub is that it's software related and that it is related to this yeah. Windows Core OS thing, which is right. not really taken off and, you know, or is not working well internally. Yeah. And, um, and, yeah. and who knows? Maybe that is why Panos is taking over that part of the company, right? I mean, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. You know, that might be tied to that too. Although I think, I, although this would be a, a nice thing to know for a fact, I'm just speculating on this mostly, but I think the Windows Core OS stuff happens in Cosine, which yeah, is yeah. the part that's under Jason Zander and not the part that has been under Joe B and now will be under Panos. Uh, uh, but yeah. But you know what? Maybe just the Panos having a higher level position and being able to exert more pressure on what he mm -hmm. wants, that might help, like you're saying. Like maybe get yeah. that. I mean, I, I, I think we get a little too, um, as enthusiasts and whatnot, we get a little too uh, caught yeah. up in these things. Like everyone's yeah. such an expert on what CoreOS is or whatever. But I know. When I, know. When I look at, uh, you know, well, people on Twitter, it's, they're so, they're so different. Well, you know, when this happens and this is going to happen, it's like, guys, like, you know. <laughs> I don't really know what you're talking about here, but right. I, I don't really, I don't think the changes they've made fundamentally to Windows over the years are that different from anything they've been doing, you know, for yeah. 20 years or more. But yeah. this notion that you're, you have some kind of a core part of the OS and you build uh, specific platforms on top of it, whether it's Windows mm -hmm. 10, Windows 10 X or the Surface Hub OS, yeah. whatever that's called, or Xbox or whatever, um, is something Microsoft has been doing for many years. So. Yeah, something is not working on the software side for Surface Hub for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and these are computer science problems. They should be solvable. <laughs> it seems like what they want to yeah. do should be able to work. Um, well, but yeah. then you got to wonder this demo that they, you, the one you played with worked, right? Oh yeah, we used it. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but we, but there were things they wouldn't let us do. Uh, like I remember I was with Zach um, Bowden from Windows Central in, in our meeting and he was trying to see a, the version I think number. You had a more limited I, 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 they, we pretty much had free reign to use that thing. You I, did. I, we didn't. I've heard this yeah. from the second group too, but like I, we used yeah. it. I, 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 you did. It was yeah. fully. Could controlled. you like I mean, turn it and everything? And, yes. um, that was yeah. the okay. coolest thing is that, that, that was cool. That turn. Yeah. 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 We, no, we used it. I, I, yeah. I'm, Okay. I feel like so I'm saying our, yeah, I saw our group, a UFO. It's like, guys, I did. <laughs> no, it I didn't. Did. Yeah, our, it. No, our group was held back <laughs> from it. And like yeah. they kind of no, like, I heard we, that. I've heard this. Paul yeah. also thinks Sinbad was in a movie called Shazam. Right. Also, I have uh, next week. I'm going to explain <laughs> my evidence for the existence of Sasquatch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I used to work with a guy at Tech TV, Scott Harriet. We called him Squatch because he was a Sasquatch hunter. He so, okay, firmly I, believed. I have it. a one of the smartest people I know believes in Sasquatch. I make fun of him all the oh, time for this. God. I. I we live in an age that if this thing existed, there would be yeah, millions man. of photographs of it. Harry would often go on say, expeditions. A, He'd tie cameras to trees. Wow. This he is what I say to, to my, I say to this all the time. We'll walk into a room. A, it could be a restaurant. It could be whatever it is. And I'll be like, smells a little squatchy in here. <laughs> <laughs> like, You're that guy who torments him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> nice. I know he watches all the stupid shows. Yeah, we live in, in, right. in times now where you're allowed to have the most who train yeah. beliefs. <laughs> yep. And you could find thousands of other people who believe the same thing, which just reinforces. Yeah. You'd have to go back to like the Reformation to find people this insane which is about. Float. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. 
You know? Oh, she drowned. I guess she wasn't a witch. Yeah, yeah she wasn't a witch. <laughs> My, bad. Not. My bad. My <laughs> bad. I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm laughing because it's true. It's funny because yep. it's true. Controversy. You want to move on? I'm sorry. Controversy number two. Do you want you know, anything else we need to is, say about two? I'm the one no, who brought up Squatch. Right? Believe me, it's, it's my fault. Um, anything more about no, the hub? I mean, just, a, just, hub. As a side, I, I, just as a side thing, because we mentioned Duo and Duo. I just very quickly, um, there's been a lot of speculation. Like, what, I mean, if they're doing this with Surface Hub, like there are people who think like, you know, Surface Neo and our Duo might be delayed as well. Mm. And I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like... Um, I don't see any reason why Duo can't happen. And if, by the way, if you go and look at Microsoft's developer docs, and this thing is a pamphlet mm -hmm. smaller than something you would get at a theme park. It's like there's nothing there. <laughs> they basically just explain all the different ways in which you might want to use two screens. I mean, super exciting. Yeah. What it all boils down to is they're just building off of the dual slash folding screen support that Google has mm -hmm. built into Android. It is They're adding almost nothing to it. It is yeah. so far what I can tell. Um, this, in fact, there, the only real documentation for this comes from Google, not from Microsoft, right? Uh, Android 10 was the first to natively support the stuff. I think Android 11, which is what Q or whatever, or whatever lever, letter we're on now, will support. We'll have more support. Um, I, 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 I don't see any technical reason why Duo can't happen. Me I think neither. the one, but we Neo, might, Neo is a question <laughs> because it's also kind of CoreOS based. Microsoft yeah. has failed many times bringing something to market that is like Windows, but not quite Windows, right? Um, mm -hmm. Obvious things like Windows RT, Windows 10S mode, uh, Windows 10 on ARM. You could even, if you want to stretch a bit, you could say things like Windows CE back in the day, like Windows Desktop, but it didn't run Windows apps, that kind of thing. Um, I, I, I feel like there must be the notion internally that they have to get this one right. Mm. You know, that they can't make another thing that's called Windows something that isn't Windows that doesn't work. Yep. And uh, if the Surface Hub is having problems related to software, it's reasonable to think this could be an issue for Windows 10X. So two things. What, one is next week on February 11th, it's yep. M365 Developer Day, and they're supposed to talk about 10X and the Duo there. And I believe so, right. over an SDK with an emulator. Right. So if if they do that, it's that's mm -hmm. a positive sign that things are that's moving true. forward, right? It's also um, it's even more than a positive sign because now people are going to be able to look at this thing and figure out what it is. You know, uh, yeah. is it just a skinned version of Windows 10 or is it something deeper? Right. And then my my second thought is they could do what Lenovo's going to do um, with their foldable device. They're gonna yep. they're gonna come out with that first running Windows 10 Pro and then up, make it upgradable to 10x. So technically, <laughs> I, they could do that. <laughs> so I actually that, right? think that the, the very the fact it's not just Lenovo by the way, but Lenovo okay. and whatever other companies came out at yeah. CES and said, "Hey, this machine is running Windows 10 Pro, but when it's available, it will also run Windows 10x." Actually. That's that's a point in favor of believing something's wrong with Windows 10X. Um, because if Windows 10X was ready, that thing would be running Windows 10X. I know. That would have yeah. been the whole story. Right. And the fact that it's going to do both tells me Microsoft might have had a little conversation with these guys and said, eh, you might want to – if you if you think you have to yeah. ship it this year, you, you might want to yeah. go with 10 Pro. So 
I, I actually think that's evidence to support uh, the worry about 10x. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm curious what we see and hear next Tuesday at Developer Day. That yeah, that's a virtual too. event, by the way. Anybody can tune in to Developer yeah. Day. And, and, and next, next Patch know. Tuesday is Developer Day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're trying to keep our the focus off of the, that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The patch for Windows 7 that's coming after mm. the last patch yeah. for Windows 7. Right. Yep. Can't That'll s- be nice. Screw with people's <laughs> wallpaper, man. That's serious, well, I, look, man. I, I am really curious. The, the Neo SDK, that Neo yeah. uh, emulator, much more interesting than Duo. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic they released it. I mean, it's great. But when you go and look at it, you really – I'm not really sure what Microsoft's bringing to that table other than they're going to have a device, you know? Yeah. Okay, what are we talking about next? What controversy next? Oh, we got plenty of controversies. Much more. Actually, this next one's a uh, head scratcher. Head scratcher. Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> head scratcher. Yeah. Um. So the the thing that they kind of hid, but I think it was MS Power user that found this was Microsoft's going to be shutting down the ad monetization platform for UWP. And so, of course, that sets off all the commentary again, like, why do we have UWP? What is UWP? What about the Microsoft <laughs> Store, right? Like, <laughs> So I always and, think of UWP as the Microsoft Store. Is that this? They're not the same. So no, at, at one it, point, store apps were UWP apps, but then those right. two things diverged, right? Uh, <laughs> so um, last year, <laughs> I said that UWP was dead because Microsoft said that in privately, I guess. Got in a lot of trouble for that. And now people who are kind of criticizing me like, oh, maybe UWP is dead. And it's like, okay, that's great. But I, I this to me is just a step that is one of many steps they've been taking since last year um, to kind of step back from their previous strategy where everything that UWP was the platform for Windows client development and the store was the only way those things could be deployed, right? And there have been many steps along uh, for both of those things. All, a lot, all the UWP-specific features are coming to other frameworks. People that publish to the store can publish multiple kinds of apps now. It's not just UWP apps. And Microsoft's going to allow them to uh, publish them uh, on the web privately. You don't need to have the store as the delivery vessel. The thing that's kind of damning in here to me, which really speaks, I think, to the failure of these platforms is they actually said why they're doing this. And the sentence is, it is no longer viable for us to continue operating the product at the current levels. Yikes. So, in other words, no one is making money. The the whole ad revenue business in the store is not working. There aren't enough ads, you know, there there aren't enough apps making money selling ads. Making money yep. selling ads, making money via ads. Obviously, as a developer, um, you could sell the app, right? You could charge for it. Uh, that would still work through the store, you know. Um, I guess there are third-party ad monetization services. Microsoft is doing nothing to help you find them. It literally yeah. is just saying, "Good luck." Go um, find some. Go find they're, them. <laughs> they're out there, I guess. You know, normally when when Microsoft does something like this, they usually throw you a bone. You know, yeah. we have partnered yeah. with whoever. They're going to offer you a twenty percent right. discount for the first two months or something. 
here's how here's the guide to transitioning to this. They're literally saying, yeah, you know, we're just not doing this anymore. Right. At, like an ad monitor. Think about that. Like, um, you know, know, in the Android space, and Android, I, I would say, is the um, the mobile platform that maybe closely, more closely aligns with Windows. Um, ad monetization is a very common form of app revenue, right? Uh, whereas on iOS, it's uh, you tend to see more people just selling apps uh, rather than having ads. And this has just just failed on on, on Windows. So that's you know what you yeah, know what I would love to see happen. And now I'm going to sound like a, an enthusiastic you because <laughs> I I would like to hear I would like to hear Microsoft next week at M365 Developer Day say all right there's been so many questions about UWP and the store here's what's going to yeah. happen with Windows 10X oh I've that would be amazing right that. no <laughs> I, I listen I, as the person who has taken the arrows for this thing that they're doing uh, what I will say is. And I feel like I'm contorting language to make it like this, you know, to make to make this make sense. But I, I think the thing that, you know, people get very emotional about this topic, uh, especially developers who have adopted yeah. UWP, right? Um, this is overdue on Microsoft's part. I mean, the, the thing is. that's dead is this strategy that I said earlier, that UWP is the app platform and the store is the delivery vehicle. That has failed. And yeah. so Microsoft has acknowledged that in bits and pieces over the years. And I, and they're, they've moved to this place where UWP is an app model and it, ha it has a role. It is good, bad, or indifferent. It doesn't matter what the quality of it is. It, it, it serves a certain role. But we're going to support these other, these other uh, frameworks in yeah. web development and React and, and whatever. And the store has also failed in its own way. And developers are constrained by having to deploy apps to the store. So we're going to let them deploy the apps to the web. Yeah. You know, it's just pragmatic. It's, it's too bad yeah. it took so long. Um, but that's, that's the dead. You know, when people get so hung up on dead, it's like, you know, UWP doesn't know. disappear. It doesn't mean like there's a puff of right. smoke and it's just, is gone from the web. I mean, yeah. it, it will continue to be updated. There, right. there are new features coming, but they're not just coming to UWP. That's, the, that's yeah. what changed. Mm -hmm. yep. okay. I'm going to remove this knife from my back Twitter, thanks <laughs> buddy <laughs> I think you explained that well and yeah, I think so You're trying to keep the, the hysteria in check That's good <laughs> Well, you know, you get chased by down alleys With, I know. with torches for so long And eventually you get a little uh -huh. sensitive to it No, I, I you know I don't, I'm sorry, sorry I, <laughs> I'm sorry I was Right <laughs> sorry I was right sorry I was right that's, uh, that's there I'm trying you to go. be a dick about it but, uh, yeah, I'm sorry I was right <laughs> again I can't no, help I, being right no I I just I just I think the, I like, the time is overdue for some concrete yeah. some oh, concrete words listen if you're <laughs> waiting for Microsoft to communicate effectively, effectively I know. Um, forget it I know you know better than anybody I mean good luck Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. The other thing is, you know, people are always looking for, well, they're like, well, okay, UWP failed. There's all these like really kind of hardline radical things that come out next. It's like, well, are they going to replace all the apps in Windows 10 with like uh, Win32 apps or what's the next yeah. framework? Right. And it's like, guys, I don't think anything changes. I, I don't think yeah. there is a next framework. I mean, there may be some uh, future emphasis on, you know, PWAs or, or whatever, but I don't think they literally 
rip and replace. Like the yeah. the majority of the UWP apps that are in Windows 10 don't have right. to be replaced. They're, they they work. They're there. I, one of the things that's one, you know, we talked about choice in the Windows space with hardware, choice and software. And where that software comes from, how that software is made, is one of the things that makes Windows great. So you can run UWP apps side by side with old school legacy Win32 apps and web apps and apps that were made with whatever framework. Nobody cares how apps were made. Um, all right. those things can interoperate. It's fine. Right. Microsoft wants to get to the place everything is just called Windows apps, right? And they talk about everything being a superset yeah. of what exists. And they're, they're, they're not into the idea of like, all right, let's replace this with this or let's kill this and keep this. They're just like, you know what? Let's all just get along and call everything Windows apps. <laughs> yes. <can> right. We, <laughs> as much as I want you guys to rip me out of my truck. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be nice. Finally, the controversy of the last few weeks, we talked about yeah. it last week, this, yeah. this update that's going to Bing Jack. Your, <laughs> I love Bing Jack, by the way. Great? Whoever thought of that, that was perfect. Bing Jacked. <laughs> um, so what's the latest on the Bing Jacking? So, okay. This wasn't Jack the same Bing Jacking <laughs> Bing Jack today. That we oh, this heard, is a different Bing Jack? Yeah. So this morning, if you're on Windows 10, this didn't happen to everyone, but it happened to a lot of us. I don't know if it happened to you, Paul, but it happened to me. I didn't notice You that, click right? in your search box on Windows 10 and just this blank black or gray square came up with nothing in it. And, <laughs> and so Microsoft didn't give any information about what was going on at all. And everybody was like, yeah, what's, what's going on with search? <laughs> <laughs> and some people started finding out if you could decouple Bing um, from your Windows search that it fixed it. So people are saying um, on Twitter, what, okay, wait, what does Microsoft changing something in Bing, the service, have to do with my local Windows 10 search, right? And then after, I think it was two or three hours, um, Microsoft came back and said, okay, it's fixed. Reboot your PC and it's all set. I didn't have to reboot, they, but I never happened in the first place. So It didn't. Well, look, right. Right. Yeah. This is what it's supposed yeah. to see, show, right? Yeah, but I, I, it's been fixed. So now it's... It's fixed now. You know, now it was working. A, so what that tells you is this, even though it's your local search, goes through mm -hmm. Bing. That's, that's right. Exactly. And then whatever <laughs> server that was doing that was down briefly, yep. so you got nothing. Yep. Right. It was like a proxy server that failed. Right. All they said, like when I said to them, can you explain what happened and what you're doing to prevent this from happening in the future? They just said there was an access and latency issue with multiple Microsoft 365 services. They never even said the word Bing at all. Like that yeah. didn't even come up. It does. I have to say it, it doesn't seem like a good practice to have to go through the internet to do a local search. What do you do when you're on right. an airplane? It might, that some, I know. Maybe, I don't know. Something is, something's, something's odd there. And yeah, I mean, the, the technology they're building that unified search that they call Microsoft search. That's, that's what's gonna going to be on. Yeah. yeah, this is this is that that thing that we were talking about, Microsoft Search for Bing, yeah. right? It's right. that thing. So yeah, it wasn't a good morning if you were using Microsoft Search, but if you <laughs> if you're still having this, uh, you're going to reboot probably. Uh, if if it did affect you, you may or may not have to reboot. I had to reboot three times to get it to <gasps> wow. fix. Yeah. So yeah. Maybe that's because I. This is why I don't use cloud <laughs> services. I put everything on exactly. a USB drive. It always exactly. works. 
Yep. It's always there. We know Let those people. Let me get people. my tinfoil hat. Hold on. Yep. Here it is. <laughs> yep. It looks like a little swan. It does. Cute. Uh, okay. That's controversy number three under your belt. What is this? It. What is the latest with the Bing jacking? They still haven't retracted that plan. They're still no, they have not. Full speed ahead. They're still planning to do it, starting in mid February. This is clearly so core to their future plans that they just can't, <laughs> can't get rid of it. Off. I, don't, I just think I think given how much blowback there's <clears throat> been on this and and all I the know. people in the forums and stuff, I'm like, wow, you're really yeah. going to keep going forward yeah. with that, huh? Yeah. So uh, Mobile World Congress is getting a little hammered by the novel coronavirus. Right. Yep. Uh, LG is saying we're not going to go. ZTE yep. has canceled its press conference. Paul Therott. Huawei's all in, baby. There's Paul Therott <laughs> says, you know, Paul, take any opportunity to go to Barcelona, but yep. not this year, my friends. Well, I can't yeah. justify it. Um, Microsoft oh. is last year was like, hey, we're doing this cool announcement here. And I was like, great. You know, what did they this announce year, last like, year? Refresh my the whole lens too. Oh yeah, yeah, that was worth. It was it. big. Yeah. yeah, it was great. So nothing this year. Mm. Are they going? Yeah, they're having a press uh, as conference. Last time they yeah so far, but you know that could change. I mean, wouldn't it be amazing if Mobile World Congress was canceled or delayed from this? Um, mm -hmm. what that are we seems calling over it a pandemic. Yeah, it seems overreaction, but yeah. Uh, you know, I'm just thinking the bullet we dodged because there were, you know, a lot of people from China at yeah. CES, 180,000 mm -hmm. right. people. Had the coronavirus been spreading even a couple of weeks earlier, oh my God, CES yeah. could have been a disaster. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, I remarked at the time, uh, wow, there are, there are a lot of Chinese companies, manufacturers, representatives here. It was, uh, it, was yes. I, it almost felt like it was 50%. Chinese probably where companies. they got it from. They probably caught it going to Vegas. Yeah, to Vegas. That's where they got it. It's they the had the CES buffet food. at the Bellagio oh, and then yeah. it infected the entire world. Actually, you know, <laughs> the incubation yeah. period for the CES flu this year was a couple of weeks. It was a while because mm -hmm. uh, Ant got it yeah. two weeks after he got back. Yeah. Mm. Yep, that's what you get for eating seafood in Vegas, people. <laughs> it's a desert. <laughs> it's a desert. They do have think, excellent think. sushi, though. They do. Somehow. They do have good yeah. sushi in Vegas. I'm still trying to talk my wife into moving to Vegas. Wow. Are you kidding? Yeah. Wouldn't what? it be fun to live there? Oh, goodness. I don't, I, I don't know if you understand how hot 126 degrees is. But you don't ever go I, outside. Let me tell you, I lived in Phoenix for six oh, or seven right. years. That's right. You did the same I, thing. Yeah. I twice, twice burned my feet walking out to get the mail and I was wearing oh, sandals. Oh, that is pretty Yikes. hot. Yeah. <laughs> that wow. is pretty hot. Yep. <laughs> At least I don't and have I'm to mow the lawn. The, it's getting warmer, but <clears throat> it might be, right? Yeah. It's already a desert. How much warmer can it get? Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. What does uh, Neptune look like? <laughs> I, I, you know, or not Neptune. Uh, I don't know. Neptune's, yes, Neptune's probably not too Neptune. habitable. Mercury's pretty mm -hmm. hot. Uh, well, is Neptune the one that's covered with ammonia gas? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, that yes. sounds like Vegas. So, do we know what Microsoft's <laughs> yeah. going to be showing at Barcelona, or do we nothing? Uh, it's kind of vague. They, yeah. Alex Kipman's going to be there, so they're going to show the Hololens. That nice. means, yeah. yeah. Um, Julia White's going to be there, so they're going to talk. You know, intelligent cloud, intelligent edge, cloud services, connective vehicle, 
but it doesn't sound like it's a big event. For I them. don't think they have any new, like big new product announcements like they did last year. Yeah. Uh, Panos, though, is listed on their site oh. as attending. Oh, well. Interesting. Maybe you'll take a boat over oh. there like Greta Thunberg. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure. And not a private jet. Yeah, probably. Private jet. Yeah. He might be too busy to go now, though. No, Who knows? Busy, busy, busy. busy. Uh, Microsoft earnings last week. You had to hustle away from the uh, show right. to get going. Uh, anything to report? It was a good quarter. Actually, all the tech companies had great quarters, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, is some greater than others. Um, yeah. Any key takeaways from this? Um, uh, I guess Windows strength um, was something to worth mention worth mentioning. Yeah. And you know, they said it was largely because of end of life of Windows Seven, and people were were upgrading, buying new hardware. Um. So that was kind of expected, but I guess even they even seemed a little surprised how strong Windows was for the quarter. Even like on-prem Windows Server, I know grew ten percent. <laughs> yeah, because that, I mean, that also a had whole... a product expiration, right? Windows Server two thousand eight yeah. and two thousand eight R two were expiring also. Right, so, right. Yeah. We had some. Uh, yeah. I went over this with Mary Jo privately, but a little speculation on you know the impact of Windows Seven, right? Um, because that was you know uh, obviously a kind of a big deal. And but what does it look like from a numbers standpoint? Mm-hmm. Um, for the past several quarters, Microsoft's primary business units were all in the $11 billion range. They were kind of neck and neck for several quarters in a row. Um, this past quarter, the business responsible for Windows was $13.2 billion, so it was $2 billion more. Um, the Xbox nosedived in the quarter. So yeah. the impact from Windows 7 was probably that $2 billion plus the, the, make, you know, the makeup from whatever the Xbox fell, which they won't mm-hmm. talk about. So it had to have been in the low billions, three, four billion, something like that, at least, um, in revenues for one quarter. I mean, it's, that's actually pretty yeah. incredible. Think about it. Three to four billion dollars uh, in a quarter in which typically that entire business generates 11 billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually a pretty big, that's a pretty big bump. And you know it hasn't kicked in yet because I I asked about this extended mm-hmm. security updates. You know companies are paying a ton of money for these. I yeah. asked if those kicked in in the quarter, and they said not really yet. Sure. So that's three more years of revenues, revenue right? I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. The the other interesting bit was um, Surface basically hit two billion dollars uh, in revenues. Mm-hmm. It's never hit two billion dollars. This is the most revenues they've had by far. So on the surface, <laughs> that looks like um, a really uh, positive bit of news. But the interesting thing is in the conference call after the fact, Microsoft said that that was disappointing. They actually expected their revenues to be much higher than that. They didn't mm-hmm. say how high. And they noted, uh, let me see the exact language, was execution execution challenges in the consumer segment responsible yeah. for not being as high as they thought. Now, some people took that to mean Surface earbuds. I don't. <laughs> I don't think I know. Surface earbuds being delayed move the needle, you know, on Me revenues neither. that much. Um, I suspect what that really means is they've released three major new products: Surface Pro Seven, Pro X, and Laptop Three, and they just didn't sell as well as they thought that as Microsoft thought, and and that's reasonable. I, I thought those. I think those devices are great. I I'm surprised. I'm surprised it wasn't you know better than. They thought it was going to be, but, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what to say. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, 
they clearly sold more. I mean, I, Surface Go is still kind of selling for some reason, but uh, whatever the units are there, that's a really low-cost device. That's not going to move the needle that much. And then when you think about the products coming down the pike, Surface Earbuds, a presumed um, like Surface Book 3, mm. um, I don't think these things change much for them because the, the, the devices that sell in big volume for Surface – are only the tablet form factor devices, right? Mm. Surface Pro primarily and then Surface Go. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, it, I, it seems like they've kind of run into a little bit of a wall here. Yeah. Some people were speculating that execution challenges might refer to Surface Hub 2, but I don't think so because she said consumer, consumer. segment. That's right. 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 So, right. yeah, I, I don't know. I think it literally they also means talked about fewer than expected China individuals. Too. Mm-hmm. They talked about the health issues in China and how that might affect hardware because their hardware is oh, built in China. But again, I think that was separate, right? Yep. Yeah, I think that was uh, more of a um, looking at the current quarter kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I think yeah. they have, I mean, they have a strong lineup. I, I'm mm-hmm. surprised it's not doing better. Although, you know, again, it was $2 billion. That literally is the best quarter they've ever had. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's yep. interesting. Wow. Revenue-wise, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, otherwise, commercial cloud, of course, was kicking butt. That, that elusive <laughs> commercial cloud. <laughs> I refuse to discuss commercial cloud any further. I know. You, know, you don't even <laughs> want to say the words. <laughs> yeah. Commercial Cloud, which is Azure, Office 365, Dynamics 365, um, yeah. contributed $12 billion to the quarter. So they're they're like, you know, really moving ahead with cloud, but we don't like, know guys, how much um, of that is Azure. Amazon says that AWS <laughs> is $9.95 billion. Add some stuff together so it's more. You got yeah. it? Good. We're going to call that Commercial Cloud. Well, Google's reporting now like Microsoft with their cloud, right? So they are combining Google Cloud plus um, G Suite yeah. and giving that as a number. And by the way, that so they, number is very small. It was like two it point, is a lot I want to say two point six billion. Yeah. So if you want to yeah. kind of put these things in perspective, AWS by itself is uh, basically ten billion dollars in the previous quarter. Yeah. You could look at Microsoft's um, intelligent cloud business is eleven billion. Um, Google two point six. So. Yeah. Uh, I guess they're in third place. You know? Yeah. It's a distant third place. Okay. Let's see. So there you have it. Quarterly results. I guess, you know, there's nothing much left to talk about except Xbox. So we have everything <laughs> to talk about. Okay. Yeah. Bye, Mary Jo. We'll see you later. Adios. Time Chocos. for the Paul Thoreau um, show. Nice. That's nice. That's good. I didn't get this into the notes. I got to go look this up because Mahedi, I was going to write this up, and then Mahedi just decided he wanted to do it. So I didn't even really look to see what it was. But Microsoft today did announce the games that are coming to Game Pass for PC and Xbox Game Pass. I'm sorry. Xbox Game Pass for PC and for console. And they are, let's see, Fantasy, Final Fantasy 15, Wolfenstein, Youngblood. That's kind of cool. Death Squared. Yeah, basically. It's kind of almost the same games for each one. So that's cool. So it, they usually do an announcement at the beginning of the month, and then they'll do a second announcement in the middle because that's how they kind of break it up. Um, so those games are all coming, it looks like, over the next two weeks. And then uh, the big news, though, is Microsoft is currently testing the next system update for the Xbox One. Of course, in their contorted new naming style, it will be called the 2002 update, 
which of course doesn't sound for stamp for 2002. It stands for February 2020. So it's like the year first 20 and then 02 for February. So it's really 2002. Um, that won't confuse anybody, but whatever. Um, it doesn't matter what they call these things. They used to have stupid names. Now they have number names. <clears throat> the big deal here is they are once again simplifying the home screen and they're getting rid of the tabs at the top, which is kind of interesting. If you have followed the development of the Xbox One dashboard software, you'll know that performance has been a problem since day one. In fact, performance has been a problem since the Xbox 360 and that old Blade UI, and they've been trying to solve this ever since. It sounds like an easily solvable problem, but they ran out of ways to optimize it, so now what they're doing is literally engineering the uh, user interface so you can get to a game or whatever in less clicks of the controller, and that's how it's faster. I know that sounds... Oh, that's good. Mm. Wow. Strange, but my God, uh, they have released a system update with that exact kind of fix at least five or six times now, and they're doing it again this month anyway, so you can look forward to that. Um, there's some other minor changes, but I mean, I obviously, I think the performance is kind of the big deal. Um, I'm just looking over the list. Nothing super... Well, actually, if you have an Xbox Game Pass subscription, you're going to be able to um, manage that better. So one of the deals uh, now is that if uh, the Game Pass game is actually a game bundle, so it's you know game one, game two, game three, you used to have to install all of them. With this update, you'll be able to pick and choose which games you want to install. So that's good, I guess. And the other thing is, because everyone's doing it, even Apple, uh, Microsoft is launching an Xbox bounty program. Uh, this week and uh, <laughs> it's like eligible reports it's like you're winning a, a lottery if you can find uh, system bugs uh, security bugs in the Xbox system software you could uh, win or earn I guess uh, 500 to $20,000 depending on how bad the vulnerability is that you find you know remote oh, code exciting. executions elevations of privileges etc cetera, etc cetera. so nice I don't know. God, I can't even imagine how you would find an Xbox vulnerability. Get to play a lot of games. Mom, yeah. I'm looking for vulnerabilities, <laughs> Mom. Exactly. Jeez. I find lots of bugs when I play games on Xbox. But God, Mom. Security bugs, not so much. No. Yeah. Cosmetic bugs are easy. Yeah. Security bugs are hard. Yep. That's it for Xbox? Yeah. Although my tip is also related to Xbox. Box sort we'll of launch right into it. Tip away, my friend. So I've been struggling to do this for a while, and I'm going to make it happen now. So um, I, I, I've written a series of series called Living With. So I did like a thing where I was living with a Chromebook for a while. I did it with Windows 7, remember. And my next one is actually going to be uh, PC gaming. And it's something I've, like I said, I've been, I've been meaning to kind of do this for a while. I have a really bad Xbox, or um, I should say Call of Duty addiction. And what I'm going to try to do for some unspecified period of time, it might last like 17 or 18 minutes, but I'm hoping it lasts at least a few weeks, is I'm going to try to play non-Call of Duty games on the PC and not use my Xbox. And I'm going to primarily try to do this through the Xbox Game Pass for PC. Although I have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which you may know covers both console and PC. So uh, I'm going to be away over the weekend. Um but I'm gonna. It will probably start Monday or Tuesday next week. So if you have any Call of Duty like games you'd like to recommend to me, I'm listening. Um, but I am gonna try not to play Call of Duty through the maybe through the end of February if I can swing it. But that's my current plan. Wow, Paul. I know. I know. So what game are you gonna play instead? 
I don't know yet. Well, actually, I think I'm going to finish. Um, I started so, Halo. You're not Reach. giving up gaming. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Tell it. No, no. <laughs> just a no, ridiculous game. I still have to kill things virtually. Oh okay, um, okay. Just that, I feel <laughs> yeah, no. better now. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 I'm not. Oh, that's not crazy. I'm running for Jesus. I would, I would be worried to, you know, if you gave up gaming. I, I think we yeah, would all pay the yeah. price. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, this is a, a, this is a little easier than it might have been otherwise because I'm really not a big fan of the current Call of Duty game. And um, I, I I appreciate what they were trying to do, but I, I just don't really enjoy it that much. And um, anyway, I, this is something I, I've been wanting to do this for a while. And I think the Xbox Game Pass is really interesting to me. I know there are, um, you know, established things like Steam and um, new entries like the Epic Game Store and so forth. But I really feel like this kind of subscription thing is the future of this. And I, I and in my limited experience playing games on PCs recently, I have to say it has gotten a lot better than it used to be from a kind of a complexity standpoint. Remember, like you used to play a game and you come out of the game and all your apps on the screen would be all screwed up and tiny size windows and stuff. You know, there used to be all these w weird problems with PC games, but um, that's kind of gone away. So, um, I'm t it's kind of a low risk thing. Battlefield but gonna, Five, they're saying. Battlefield Berg 5, says, interesting. Get into Battlefield 5, man. Oh, wait, you say Call of Duty's on the PC? Oh, problem solved. No, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. try. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I'm gonna try to keep I'm gonna try to stick with the Game Pass if I can. So I'll look at is, is Battlefield 5 in Game Pass? Uh, actually I think it might be. I'm trying to remember. They have their own thing though. Isn't that EA? Don't they have their oh, own? Oh uh, yeah, they might have Epic uh, Access game. subscription. Yeah. You also should definitely take a look at uh, the new in, uh, GeForce Now, now that it's the NVIDIA yeah, streaming right, service. Right, right, right. I've been playing it for a while, but now it's out of beta. And... Is okay. Battlefield Five on uh, Xbox? Uh... Yeah, it's on the oh. consoles, but he wants to know if it's on the subscription, the play. Uh... What about xCloud, Paul? Why don't you get into xCloud? I hear that's I, the, oh I will all the kids I, are really right now doing it's, that. It's only on a tiny. I can't play it on a screen this oh. small. I can't. It, I it, if it was an iPad size screen or bigger, I could, no problem. I can't. Nice. I can't on that tiny screen. Okay. That will happen. That will. Don't get it there. That will happen. And now, after our tip of the week, I think an app pick of the week would be suitable. Yeah, I've actually I picked this one multiple times. Um, I I use it on my phones. Uh, and I should say it's Outlook Mobile. Um, so uh, iOS or uh, iPhone or Android, I really, really like the Microsoft email client. And it's I should say it's email and calendar and contacts and everything else. But um, it just – as a Google Inbox fan and uh, when they got rid of Inbox and having to go to Gmail and Gmail on mobile actually is fine. But uh, Gmail on desktop is not. I still struggle with this. But um, – you can customize this. It works just like Inbox. It looks just like Inbox. I love it. It works great. If you use an iPad, they I don't know. I'm surprised they didn't have this already. But they they just introduced support for uh, Split View, so you could have um, two different app windows from the same app, right? So you could have your calendar, I guess, an email or your email list and an email message, whatever. Uh, it also supports Slide Over now. So basically, all of the modern um, iPad multitasking features are finally supported in Outlook Mobile. So I feel like this is just the best mobile email client. Um, I wish they would bring it to Windows. I love this thing. You're not alone, I might add. A lot of people yeah. agree with you. I hear that Outlook on the Mac is pretty good, and I know that Outlook on Mac is a you know a different beast than what we have on Windows, but 
a look on Windows is terrible, and of course the Mail app and um, Windows 10 is also terrible. But man, could they just do? Jeez, jeez, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to have this on Windows. Isn't it? Um a third didn't they buy a compli or something yeah a yeah. compli yeah. yeah yeah so it's not even really a microsoft it's not well, related it to outlook I mean, they, in they, any they've, other way they've, by name. they've changed it a lot yeah yeah it's named by outlook and name only the other thing it's really good for is because you remember i think it was last year at this point it was probably the year before i had done this experiment where i went back and looked at email and how i was doing email and it was something i hadn't thought about in a long time and i did it because i realized i was losing messages and i was aggregating all my accounts in the cloud through a single account. And when you do that, you go through multiple spam filters. And this is, it, I had all these problems. And so what I decided was I wanted to untether all these things and have the aggregation occur at the client level. And on mobile, Outlook Mobile is the ultimate for this because I have all my email accounts in there. And it's to the point now where on my desktop, I only have my primary email that I worry about. And the only way I access email through my secondary accounts, of which I have several, are all through this one app. And it works. It's great for that. It's just excellent. Anyway, there you I go. recommend it. I, I completely agree with you. Mary Jo Foley, I think an enterprise pick of the week would just be so sweet right now. Me too. Yeah. This is for our, all the System Center fans out there. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> so in March 2019, Microsoft rolled out System Center 2019 for Windows Server 2019. It wasn't until this week that Microsoft rolled out the first update roll-up for System Center 2019. So this is out now. You can get it through Microsoft Update and other channels, and it's a big one. It includes new features for Operations Manager, Virtual Machine Manager, Data Protection Manager, Orchestrator, and Service Manager. Um, so if you use System Center, and I know many of our listeners do, you probably want to go grab this roll-up if you haven't already. All right. Time for a big roll-up. Roll it up. Roll it up. Move <laughs> it out. And uh, Enterprise, <laughs> oh no, Codename Pick of the Week. Yep. Makes me feel so good. So this is, yeah, this is from um, the Vault, the Codename Vault, because it's an old codename. It's Aruba. I feel Aruba. like you mentioned this before. Yeah, a long time ago, we talked about Aruba. And Aruba was supposed to be the shell for Surface Hub 2 that sat on top of Windows Core OS. This was when Microsoft's plan was build this WCOS thing and have all these shells that you can like put bring to the, to the Core OS and adapt them to the different type of device. So Andromeda was one of them for the device that never shipped, the Windows, the new Windows phone that they were working on at one point. Um, then there was Polaris and Oasis, and then there's Aruba. Aruba was supposed to be what made the Surface Hub 2X the Surface Hub 2X. Uh, and now we don't think they're really taking that approach anymore since we just talked earlier about how the strategy around 2X is kind of unraveling and we think it's because of software. So um, I think it was Windows Central that was the first ones to speculate this, but they said they think maybe the um, Windows 10X operating system will be what ends up actually running on the Surface Hub 2X at some point or the Surface Hub 2S upgrade to 2X or whatever form that takes. Uh, we don't know that for a fact because Microsoft has never said they intend to bring 10X or even the 10X UI or UX 
to the surface hub. But we do know that uh, from that, that leak we talked about earlier with the walking cat, that Microsoft is going to build some version of Windows that will run on the Surface Hub 2 S uh, that will be based on 20H1. So again, this could be 10X because 10X is kind of, it kind of does have its foundation in 20H1, uh, but we don't really know. I, I just, I made a rumor of the code name because we're talking a lot about plans unraveling um, Surface Hub strategy kind of being put on ice, controversies. So it seemed like a good code name for that. Plus, who wouldn't want to be in Aruba right now? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I doubt you can get the beer pick of the week in Aruba. Probably not. But you, but you get can it. get it a lot of other places. Right now. It's yours. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like I've been picking lots of Imperial Stouts lately for beers. And, you know, Imperial Stouts are great for the winter, but sometimes you want something else in the winter, something that you still can kind of sip by the fire or the virtual log on your PC um, sit by the log. Yeah, and you want to just sit back and have a nice beer. So I I say Allagash Triple would be a very nice beer for that. So Allagash in, in Portland, Maine makes a traditional Belgian-style triple that's really good. I'd say it's it's almost as good as any beer you would get in Belgium. I can't say it is exactly as good because some of those beers are amazing. But if you're in the U.S., it's very readily available. And it gives you all those things that you like in a Belgian triple. So it has the honey, a little bit of like banana clove thing going on. You're making me and hungry. Yeah, it's so good. Nine percent. Um, so not too crazy. It's it's high alcohol, but not like insane, like some of those imperial stouts. So, yeah, if you haven't if you've never tried the Allagash triple, I would very highly recommend it as a beer you might enjoy for winter or any time of year. Excellent. Let's all go have an Allagash <laughs> triple and celebrate the conclusion of another fine episode of Windows Weekly. We uh, gather here every Wednesday, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. I don't know what time that is at UTC. <laughs> I think it's 1800. I don't know. You figure it out. Uh, you can watch live, though, and that's the good news. Uh, Twit.tv slash live, actually audio and video, so you can watch or listen. There's also uh, downloadable copies of our show here at the website, twit.tv slash WW. YouTube channel, I, I can't remember, it's youtube.com slash Windows Weekly or something like that. Uh, of course, if you go to youtube.com slash twit, all of the shows are there on the right. You can subscribe to whichever ones you listen to. Best way to subscribe, though, you know, I always think it's weird that YouTube calls it subscribing because <clears throat> what do you get? An, you get an email maybe or something. Ring the bell, Leo. Ring the bell? <laughs> you know, in YouTube, you ring the little red bell. I don't know no. that. Is that a thing? That's for notifica notifications or something. That's, you're not like a you're not like I don't a watch YouTube. YouTuber. No, I hate YouTube. <laughs> Should I say that? Is that uh, improved? No, please, dear God, please don't say that. That's the thing. Like, if you watch the, these videos, they're always like, ring the little red bell. Oh, yeah. Mm. Hi, guys. MKBHD here. Ring the little red bell. Yeah, I got it. Hey, dog. Hey, dog. <laughs> ring the little red yeah. bell. Oh, I got to start Usually saying that. Like a on shows. backwards. Man. I've been yep. missing out. I don't, well, I wouldn't say you've been missing out. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Best thing, really, if you have a podcast application, you can subscribe in that. Stitcher, Slacker, Overcasts, Pocket Casts, Apple, Google. Mm -hmm. Does Microsoft uh, have podcasts anywhere on its platform? Not anymore, um, right? They used to. 
Remember, remember the day, Bob Greenley. Yeah, I was really happy. Microsoft yeah. was going to support podcasts. Yeah. Well, anyway, you can if you're on Windows. Do you have any you know, sad music you can play? Subscribe. Those were the days. Rob is doing great. He's at Libsyn now. I see him all the time at, nice. uh, at conventions and oh, so good. forth. He's a great guy. Yeah, really a good supporter of podcasting. So I was honor yeah. him for that. Yeah. Plus, very tall. He is very tall. That's true. <laughs> It's true. Well, if you subscribe, you'll get the show the minute it's available. Plenty of time for your uh, Thursday morning commute. I like to say that. Uh, I think the survey is still live. If it isn't, uh, I'm sorry, but if it is, go to twit.tv and click the survey link. Or just go to twit. You can go directly there, twit.to slash survey20. It's, uh, it's our annual survey to get to know you better. We don't track. There's no ad tech involved in what we do. It's pretty low tech. Uh, but sometimes advertisers want to know, do you have listeners? So we like to be able to say, yes, our survey says <laughs> they do. They do listen. Uh, yep. It's helpful for that. It also gives us a better idea what kind of programming you're interested in. We actually, from the survey already, have cherry-picked a few good ideas. I think uh, three or four new shows coming, including uh, Hands on iOS, which comes next week. So we're, and You know what we don't do and I'd like to do? We're going to end up doing, I think, Hands on Android. Hands-on Macintosh, hands-on Linux, all short tip shows. We don't have a hands-on Windows show, Ooh. which is an excellent acronym. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. How? If anybody would like to do that show, Paul or Mary Jo, let me know. Ooh. Mary Jo, we're going to see you in St. Louis, aren't we? Yeah, you are. I'm so excited. Meet me in St. Yeah, Louis. me too. Uh, we'll have more details about that, too. That's coming up next month. You guys can go to the Pabst Brewery. Yeah, yeah can't wait. <laughs> is that where Pabst is? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's where Anheuser-Busch right? Bush is there. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, where, that's where the Clydesdales are. Yeah, I'm not going to the Clydesdales. Anheuser-Busch, the smallest <laughs> part of the InBev empire. InBev. We are going to definitely go to Steak and Shake, though, Mary Jo, and you're invited. Hmm. Sounds at least for the like shake a game part. plan. <laughs> is the wrong person to invite to Steak and Shake. Yes. Uh, thank you, everybody, for being here. We love it that you listen. I hope you'll keep listening. We'll see you next time on Windows Weekly. Don't forget Paul Therat at Therat.com, LeanPlub.com, Mary Jo Foley, all about Microsoft.com. Have a great week, you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. Press the red button.